Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 153. Now, before we dive into the show, which is all about how to hire a team, something you guys have been dying to hear about, I want to read you the review of the week. Now, this comes from Ind Tour, and it says, I wish I could give infinity stars. I can't even begin to explain how truly inspiring Jenna and the podcast are. I am so, so, so happy that I found the Gold Digger podcast because it really has been that extra push to start taking those first baby steps of starting a business. Jenna covers it all, not only the being an entrepreneur, but also just being a strong woman. Absolutely incredible, inspiring, amazing. I could list a million more synonyms, but it wouldn't be enough. Love, love, love. Thank you so much for leaving that review. And guys, I read them every single day. It's like love letter from you. And it means so much to me. And not only that, but it helps us stay up in the charts, get the top guests and put out the best content that we can for you. So if you have a minute, could you leave a review? I know you're probably getting sick of me asking, but let's be honest, I got to keep doing it. So today's show is all about how to hire this year and how to make the best hire, how to choose the right person, how to know what to outsource. And this episode is filled with so much incredible content. Before we dive on in, I want to share a free resource that will help walk you through what I'm going to teach you today, and you can grab it at jennacutcherblog.com slash hire. And basically, it's a guide that walks you through five questions to ask yourself before you hire or outsource to know what tasks are most important to get off your plate, which ones will move the needle the most, and how to make the best decision. So again, grab that freebie before we dive on in at jennacutcherblog.com slash hire. And without further ado... Here we go. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru Jenna Kutcher will help you redefine what success looks like. It's time to hear from the experts, listen in on honest conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others pave their own way and craft their dream career. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. 
Thanks to Weebly for supporting the Gold Digger podcast. Weebly is more than just a beautiful website builder. It's a powerful e-commerce platform with tools that turn shoppers into buyers and help grow a brand. Go to weebly.com slash gold digger to get 15% off your first purchase and start building a successful online business today. If I had a dollar for every time I got the question, where do I find a Caitlin or a Kate or a Danielle? I'd be permanently retired on a beach in Hawaii. And having just taken five weeks off while these ladies helped run my business for me, along with an incredible side team, I can wholeheartedly say that investing in my team was one of the best decisions I've ever made. And it's at the top of my list in terms of priorities again for this year. So today I wanted to share a step-by-step guide to help those of you thinking about adding to your team this year, how to identify what role would fit your business best, how to pick the best person, and then what you can do to prepare to hand things off for a smooth transition. And before you think this might not be for you, or you're ready to leave this episode because you're not quite ready, let me challenge you to say that even starting small is going to make a huge impact. And I believe anyone in business can benefit from what I'm about to share today. So don't miss my free workbook. It's So You Think You Want to Outsource, Five Questions to Ask Yourself First. And it's going to help walk you through the process. So hit pause, print off the workbook if you're in a place where you can and get it in the show notes at jennacutcherblog.com slash hire. And it's going to allow you to take notes and guide you through the process I'm about to talk about. So let's kick this off with five questions that are going to help shed light on how to add to your team. So question number one is this, where are you currently dropping balls? Now, the first step is that you have to get really honest about what's not going well in your business. What balls are continuously being dropped? Maybe the answer to this question is not tasks in your business, but in your life instead. Are you making sacrifices there as a result of being overextended in the work you're doing? So here's what I want for you to do. Over the next five working days, I want for you to jot down in a notebook what didn't get accomplished. At the end of the day, when you're leaving discouraged or you're wondering where the heck did time go, I want for you to write those things down because I feel like if we're being honest at the end of every day, we're like, holy cow, how is that day gone? I have so much that needs to get done. And so I want for you to write down what's weighing you down, what's holding you back, what did you not quite accomplish? Examples of this could be emails unanswered, blog posts not written, you ordered takeout when you wanted to cook a nutritious meal for your family instead. Number two is, is your business draining your energy or are you inspired to get to work each day? So number one is, what balls are you dropping? Number two is, is your business draining your energy or are you inspired to get to work? Now, another way that we could ask this question is, are you working on your business or are you working in your business? And what do I mean by that? To help identify the areas I mean on versus in your business, I want for you to write down the things that you are consistently procrastinating on. Do you dread writing the monthly newsletter or maybe you're just not doing it at all? Maybe you stink at writing your social media captions. Are emails sucking the life out of you? Are you terrible at keeping track of your finances? Is social media a time suck for you? What does it look like in terms of the things that you're excited about versus the things that you dread? I want for you to be really honest. And what I call this is really my gut game. 
You know when you're pumped up about something, you know it and you're excited about it. You wake up and you're thrilled, but you also know that you have those days where you just don't want to get out of bed because you don't want to do what you're about to do. And so I love to have a gut game where it turns into the things I'm going to say yes to and the things I'm going to say no to. And if there's something on my calendar that I'm legitimately dreading, yep, that goes under the gut game as a big fat no. And so number two is just really looking at how are you feeling about your business? Are you busying yourself with tasks that aren't moving the needle because you're scared to do the things that will? Get honest with yourself. It's the only way that you're going to be able to hire the right person. Number three, what are your weaknesses and limitations? Own them. Now, I've told the story many times about how I was entirely white knuckling my business before releasing control and asking for help in it. And here's the thing. You can do anything but you cannot do everything. Even as an action taker, someone who's hardworking, someone who loves what they do, I have to tell you, you're letting things fall between the cracks. You're letting things not be done in the right way. Things could be done better, or maybe you're just missing out on life. This question is similar to the first two, but it goes just a little deeper. Now, it might be hard to see your own limitations, and it might require that you do a little serious soul searching or that you ask a trusted friend or your partner in crime who knows you well enough to tell you what you're failing at. Now, why is this important? Now, if you're going to release control and let go of some aspects of your business, It's wicked important to realize that even though you are capable of doing some of the tasks on the list, you cannot and should not do them all. If you hire someone on your team to help but are constantly thinking, well, I could just do that, your relationship is going to suffer. And so instead, you have to come at it from a mindset shift saying, I could do this, but my time isn't best spent there. There are more important things that will move the needle for me. Now, for me, when it comes to this, there were a lot of things that I was efficient at, but I wasn't really that talented at it, or it took a lot of brain power or energy, or it took up so much time. And so I want for you to really look at what is it that's holding you back? What are those things that you kind of can get through, but you're limited in? Where are those weaknesses? I think it is so important to be able to identify them honestly in order to figure out where you are going to get help. Now, number four, this one pumps me up. What excites you? What pumps you up? What What is exciting about your business? The hard work is done. We've already talked about your weaknesses, where you're failing, what you're not getting done. Let's look at the fun stuff. Having awareness of what you love to do is most important in your business because these are the things that should not be outsourced. You might read advice or even hear about what I personally outsource in my business and be tempted to emulate those decisions, but... If you love doing something that maybe I don't love, it's not the right fit for you. You have to figure out what excites you about what you're doing. There's a reason why you wanted to start this whole thing. And usually that reason is passion. And there's a lot of times where our passions are interrupted by our day-to-day operations. And so I want for you to think about what makes you happy. What are you going to be able to let go of control with because you care about something else more? And you have to really figure out like, what is that? Because if you're holding on to something that you still love and you're trying to outsource it because someone told you you should, 
and you're still not giving up that control, you're probably creating more work and spending money in an unnecessary way. So I challenge you to dig a little deeper than the big picture creative aspects of your business and tune into all those little tasks that you enjoy and keep those on your plate until it doesn't make sense to you anymore. Now, number five is what are your biggest hopes and dreams? What are the things that you dream about doing, but something else has gotten in the way of you working towards them? What is it that you're thinking about working towards, hustling at? What do you want to do with your life? Now, keeping this list in mind, it is going to help you release control of the other things in your business in order to free you up to focus on accomplishing those bigger goals. It is also going to allow you to more clearly communicate the direction of your business to new team members so that you will all be working towards the same goals and priorities. So I want to run through those five questions. Number one, what balls are you currently dropping? What is slipping through the cracks and not getting accomplished? Number two, is your business draining your energy or are you inspired and excited to get to work each day? Number three, what are your weaknesses and limitations and how can you own them? Number four, what excites you about your business? And number five, what are your bigger hopes and dreams? So let's move on to the next step. Now, look through the answers to your questions. They should start to shed a clear light on the areas that make sense for your unique business and your skill set in order to help you understand where you can outsource and get help. Do you see trends among the things that you're procrastinating on? Do you see a system of failures in terms of things that are slipping through the cracks and your weaknesses and limitations? Are they in the forefront so that you can just see, hey, I could do these things, but I don't have to, or I shouldn't be, or I don't want to. Now, for me, the answers to these questions were things like managing the inbox, hiring an accountant to help me do some of the paperwork because tax time was terrifying for me, having someone help with meal prep, the list goes on and on. But I was realizing, yes, I can answer every email, but should I? No. Yes, I can track every expense, but what would it look like if I paid someone to do my books every single month so that I actually knew where I was at before tax time hit? And for Drew, man, he loves to meal prep. So what if I could get that off of my plate and onto his and in turn eat the healthier food? Now, similarly, the things that excite you and fill you up in your business are the things that you and only you should be doing for a couple of reasons. This is when you are working in your genius zone and will be both fulfilled and happy in your business, and it's going to help you catapult your success at the same time. Why? Because I believe that these gifts are what we're meant to do in this world. Our passions and what excites us are exactly what we should be spending our time on. For me, this list includes things like branding and writing and content creation, figuring out how to serve and inspire my audience. These things fire me up. I love creating content. I seriously love it. I love creating social media posts. I'm never going to hand that up. I love having a brand and being in charge of the overall brand. But there are things within all of those facets that I can still flex my asking for help muscle on. So what is it that you should be looking for? So now that you have an idea on the type of tasks that you're looking to fill in for your business, you might be thinking, well, okay, Jenna, but how do I find the right person? How do I even know what to look for? Now, my advice here is this. First and foremost, you have to find someone that you just plain like. (laughs) 
It's really simple. Now, this is going to be a person that you're potentially going to be spending a lot of time with. And though it's a really simple piece of advice, I think it's really important. This is somebody that is going to be investing into what you've spent days, weeks, months, years building. You have to like them to start out. Now, don't be afraid to ask hard questions and have uncomfortable conversations because what I've learned is that when you do this, when you sit down with a purpose and you know what you need to have answered, it's going to save you trouble in the long run. And it might identify areas that need to be addressed up front or clue into potential red flags of someone just not being a good fit. So if you're looking for a more tactical or scientific way to identify the right person, there are so many ways you can do this. But what I love is taking advantage of skill or personality tests like the Enneagram, the Skill Finder, Myers-Briggs. It can be scarily accurate and so helpful in identifying the right fit for you and for your business. Now, what I found for me is that I really need to connect with these people. And for me, my team is all women. I need to love them. I need to be able to celebrate them. I need to understand where they're coming from. And I like to hire people that have different gifts than what I have because I don't want to be competing in my own business. I want people that are complementing what I've already created. So when you're wondering where to look, to be entirely honest, my first hire, Caitlin, she found me. And I think this goes back to the saying, your vibe attracts your tribe. Because I was putting myself out there, I was sharing my story online, and it helped attract Caitlin to me. And it helped share kind of my business and allowed people to see like, oh, is this a fit? Do I like what she's doing? Do I believe in her brand that she's built? And so I mean, I was lucky. She found me, but let me be honest, she reached out to me three times before I even gave her a chance because I figured I can do this on my own. So here are some ideas of where you can find a new person, a new hire, a new team member. First, look inside your own audience and customer base. If they've worked with you, chances are that they are already on board with your mission and value you as a business. Now, this is how I found my community manager, Alex. Alex had taken one of my courses and I found my associate shooter, Courtney, in a Facebook group when she asked if she could second shoot for somebody. Really pay attention to the people that are investing in you and your brand because they might be the perfect people to help extend it. You can also ask trusted industry peers for recommendations. A lot of my hires have been strictly off of recommendations. Look at people that are doing things similar to what you're doing that already have a team and say, do you know anyone else like them? can be a really, really great way. And, And I know that word of mouth is absolutely powerful when it comes to growing your team. Now, you can also put a request into your audience on social media and ask them to tag people they know. Be super specific with what needs you have to fill and say the qualifications that you need from somebody. The more work you do up front, the less work you have to do when people are applying for it. But ask your audience to tag people that might be interested. There are so many people that would love to work from home if you have a job that could be remote. There are so many people out there looking for a side hustle. Trust me, if you put it out into the universe, you're going to have a much greater chance of filling that. 
I also love to check out online communities that you're a part of. Maybe you're in the Gold Digger Podcast Insiders Group on Facebook or the Rising Tide Society. There are some pretty talented businesswomen and men in these groups ready to help you that are looking to grow their businesses. Think outside of the box. Maybe there's another business owner with the skill set you're looking for that's looking for additional income, but doesn't necessarily run a VA business or offer services you're looking for. Or maybe there's a stay-at-home mom or dad looking for a part-time job to work from home and have a few hours of work each week. Start talking with people and see if they might be a good fit or know someone that would be a good fit for what you're looking for. Now, my big advice here is start small. Maybe getting help looks like someone helping to clean your house or getting a meal delivery service. Or maybe it's just hiring a contractor for a short-term project or using a site like Upwork or Fiverr. Outsourcing gets easier with practice and starting small before adding a more permanent team member is a great place to start. So when Caitlin started, I had her on a 30-day trial. I was spending money and I wasn't quite sure how it was going to look. Would it be worth it? Would it stress me out? What would that whole process look like? And so I had her on for 30 days. Then we kind of had a recap to say, okay, where are we going? Are we doing this together? Is this just not the good fit? But it really helped me not feel like I was just jumping in headfirst into this unknown territory without knowing if it was really going to work for me. Thanks to Weebly for supporting the Gold Digger podcast. Trust me, I get it. Starting a business is scary, but building a website doesn't have to be. Here's an interesting statistic. A quarter of all Americans say they'd start their own business in the next year if they could, but only a fraction of those actually do it. Why? Because taking that leap can be scary. Luckily, there's Weebly. Weebly is the easiest way to create an incredible looking website, but more importantly, it's a whole e-commerce platform packed with tools to help you sell your products, process payment, manage inventory, create marketing campaigns, tell your brand story, and a whole lot more. So if you've got a product or idea that you want to share with the world, check out Weebly. You can have a beautiful, powerful online store up and running in a matter of hours. And because you listen to this show, visit Weebly.com slash Gold Digger and get 15% off of your purchase. That's Weebly.com slash Gold Digger. Don't just build a beautiful website, build a successful online business with Weebly. Now, once you find a person who is interested you got to onboard them. And a lot of times we are not equipped to be bosses. I know for me, I loved being a CEO of my own business, but oh my gosh, when all of a sudden I realized I have a team that is relying on me, I need to be a boss. We had to figure out how to onboard people. And so let's say you find somebody and you got to get them started. Here are some tips for onboarding that'll lead to greater success. Number one, very clearly communicate what you're looking for in the role and take the time up front to get things like a contract in place from the start. I think it is so important to get it down in writing what the role is that they're going to fill, how you're going to pay them, when the payments are going to happen. Do you have a non-compete contract? Are they not able to work for competitors? Are you doing any sort of profit share? What does that look like? And the more clear you can set expectations from the very beginning, the more likely you can rely on this contract to make sure that all of these tasks are being fulfilled by the person. And I learned this very early on. It is so easy to just take someone on and say, okay, let's do this. And then three months in, you're like, we don't have a contract. 
contract were not legit. They don't really know what they're supposed to be doing. And now it's too late for me to correct it. It's not a good fit. So even though things like contracts can seem scary, they actually protect you and provide this clarity in really establishing what roles you need filled. Number two, start recording your workflows and processes now so that you can create a bank of training material for a future new hire to learn. I learned this early on, but we basically have a Google Drive folder and I screen flow or record my screen when I'm doing certain tasks that I'm going to have outsourced. So it's me walking somebody through how to do this step by step and then I just add it into the resource library. Now, this is so an incredible way to save you time and also to give your team the resources they need to be successful without always having to come back to you. You teach people how you want them to work for you. And so having somebody step in and saying, we have all of these resources to show you how to do A, B, C, D, and E. Here's how you can access them. Feel free to use them as many times as you need in order to understand and learn. And if you have any questions, reach out. Creating a resource library can save you so much time. And if you have any turnover or if your team is changing, you don't have to start from ground zero every time. Number three, consider using a project management site like Asana or Trello or HoneyBook in order to start communicating tasks to build out workflows and to set expectations. Now, I can be the first to admit I suck at keeping a planner. I know what I'm doing every day. We have a Google calendar. I get that. But I know people on my team like my sister Kate and Caitlin, they both use Trello in order to organize their weeks. And it's awesome as their boss because I can pop in and see what it is that they're working on and I can help recategorize what their top three things are or what they want to get done first and add in any notes or anything that they need in order to do that. But having a project management site is awesome. You can schedule out reminders, you can schedule out workflows so that your team is always in the loop of what is expected of them. Now, the next one is create a team culture. So whether you have a Slack channel where you're keeping in touch, it kind of works like an AOL instant messenger with your team, or you're setting up weekly calls, you're having emails or check-ins, you're staying in touch. It's really important for you to create opportunities for questions to get asked and for priorities to be communicated. That's so important. So every day I'm checking in with my team and I'm just hopping onto Slack, touching base with each person, asking them what they're working on, if they need anything from me. And then based on what project I'm batching, I will be in touch with that one person on my team very intimately throughout the day. So for example, this week I'm recording podcast episodes. So I am majorly in touch with Kate, our podcast producer, while Caitlin and Danielle, I know what they're doing. I know what they're up to. And if they need anything from me, they can reach out but they know that I'm mostly working on the podcast. I want to create this open line of communication so that I know what my team is doing. They know what I'm doing, but also so that we are always kind of on the same page when it comes to that. Now, you have to know and go into it knowing that things are not always going to get done 100% like you would want them, especially at first. I think that the biggest failures happen when you hire somebody and you expect perfection. I tell my team, remove the word perfect from your dictionary, from your vocabulary, because it doesn't exist. We want to get things done. We want them done well and we want to serve people first. But the only way that your team is going to learn is by allowing them to make mistakes. I legitimately tell my team, we aren't curing cancer. 
I really sincerely wish we were, but very few things are an emergency. Very few things are unfixable. And so I want for you to just take initiative and take action. And if we need to recorrect or change things up, guess what? We can. That's awesome. And so really allowing an, a line of communication to happen that includes constructive criticism and making that the norm, it can help improve things every day. The extra work on the front end is totally going to pay off and pretty soon things are just going to run with little to no input from you at all. And lastly, this one's the hardest, let go. I mean it. If you've made the decision to outsource and you've hired someone to do the job and then you still go into the details and micromanage, you'll not only have a non-happy team, but you haven't saved yourself any time or energy. You want to put your money and your energy into things that are really going to make an impact. And so you have to start letting go of things. I want to share a few stories about my team and just kind of shed some light on this process because for me, it was years and years and years being alone, doing this alone, running it alone. And I thought that I was so successful. But when people talk to me and they say, man, you've really blown up or your business just keeps growing. I laugh because it wouldn't have been possible if I didn't give up control. And I think so often our hands are so tight on our money that we're coveting money more than time. But I realized not that long ago that time is my biggest motivator. How I'm spending my time is a measure of how successful I am, how alive I am, how excited I am. So when I first hired Caitlin, I told her, and we we share this in the episode, there are two episodes with Caitlin, two episodes with Kate, and one episode with Danielle. So you can scroll on back and listen and hear from my team. But when Caitlin first came on, we sat at a coffee shop and I was just so clinging to control. I didn't want to hand anything over. I was so afraid. And so I first told her, all right, you can log into my inbox every day and just kind of help me navigate through the emails. We probably get 150 emails a day. And my inbox had thousands of unread emails. I couldn't keep up. I didn't want to keep up. It was weighing me down. And within a week of hiring Caitlin and just saying, I trust you. I know that you know my brand. I know that you know my heart. Just treat people well and get back to them because any response is better than no response. Caitlin did that and she ran and I cannot express the feeling of freedom I had when I finally took her on. Now with Kate, my sister, I was terrified to hire her. I honestly went back and forth because we have such a close friendship and I never wanted her to feel like she was playing second fiddle or, you know, she was in the background of this business I had built. But I also wanted her to understand, like, I have spent every waking hour for the last five, six years building this baby. And it's really hard to let some pieces go while protecting our relationship. It was hard. But what was so incredible is recognizing that my sister has so many gifts that I don't have. While we are so similar in so many ways, she is far more organized than I am. She is way more of a perfectionist than I am. And she is so driven. And I took a female, my sister, who was a nurse and turned her into a podcast producer. She had never worked online. She didn't have a blog. The furthest she got was posting on Instagram. And yet I knew that I could teach her to do the things I wanted to do. And I knew that she would be creative enough 
to start to understand and start to run with it and run with it. She has this show has grown so much since she joined the team and having somebody fully devoted to building up the gold digger podcast has been one of the best things we've ever done. The cool thing too, is that we understand each other so much more. We understand each other's skill sets and giving her that total ownership over the show is just such a beautiful thing. She's killing it. Now with Danielle, I've told this story, but when she first joined my team, she was just answering support inquiries. So for my courses, she's helping out students, managing billing. And I never knew how stinking brilliant she was until we started having these feedback conversations. Guys, this is so important. You cannot just hire somebody and let them run and never give them feedback because if you're not telling people what you need, they're never going to know how they can do that for you, how they can fill that for you. And I think deep down in all of us, we want to do these big things. And so it was so incredible when Danielle and I started getting to the heart of what she loved. She was not in the right place in my business. She could do so much more. And so she had to learn how to outsource the things that I had hired her to do in order for her to fill a new role within my business. And so what is so incredible is that the roles that I hired each of these women for have absolutely transformed. And that transformation would have never happened if we didn't touch base every single month and have honest conversations about what they're excited about and what they hate and what they want to get rid of and what they want to learn. So here's my final thought. I want for you to invest in people. Earlier, I said investing in my team was one of my top priorities for this year. And before you guys email me asking for a job, because about 20 of you do every single day, I want to clarify what I meant by that. We plan to grow this team deeper instead of just extending it bigger. Now, a lot of times people will wonder, well, how did you grow such a devoted team? And the simple answer is that I consistently follow up with my team and I pour back into them. Their success is my success. I want them to have ownership over things. I want them to be able to celebrate wins. I want them to know that they are making an impact. There are so many ways you can do this. It's not just sending them a gift once a month or a birthday package, but it's really celebrating your wins, sharing the honest things that are going on behind the scenes and inviting them into your life. Now, I can't expect for my team to love me if they don't know me. Can't expect for them to want to work long days or late nights if they don't know what they're investing in. But I want them to have this piece of ownership. I want them to understand that what they are doing is playing a bigger part, not just in my life, but in your lives. And so I'm so excited about this episode. I really sincerely hope that breaking down how you can start to figure out where you need to expand a team, how to make that first hire, what kind of questions to ask and how to make sure that they're the right fit. Hope all of this can just help inspire you to get some of that work off of your plate so that you can get back to the places that you truly love. Now, don't miss this freebie because it's awesome. And it's going to walk you through these exercises that I led you through today. You can grab it at jennacutcherblog.com slash hire. Take notes, walk yourself through that process. Take time to be very introspective and honest with yourself. And man, I cannot wait to see how you are going to grow as you grow a team alongside of you. When I first started this, I never dreamt that this business could support other people's lives and families and Every day, I'm just so thankful to get online and to connect with this team of women that are helping me achieve the biggest goals that I've ever set out for myself. So until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. And I am so thankful that I got to hang out with you today. 
Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger Podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more the merrier. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, you gold digger you.